Hello there. there. Welcome back to another episode um, of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. This is episode 68. This is the final episode of season 8 of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Um, wow. Not the final episode, just the final episodic episode. Um, today we are going to be covering the final arc of season 5 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. That is Ahsoka's Trial. Sabotage the Jedi who knew too much. The Catch a Jedi and the Wrong Jedi. Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited to get into this. This is a this is a heavy arc. Oh yeah, this is a very heavy arc. So uh, strap in. Yeah. Strap in. Let's let's strap let's, in. Let's do this. Can, uh, okay. That's uh, all I can say. Go ahead. So summarize. Sabotage. Um, so in sabotage. Anakin and Ahsoka are living it up on Kato Namor. Well, they're not living it up, but you know. They're in a they're, war. They're, I would hardly describe that as a living war. it up. They're in a war on Kato Namoria. It is compared to the rest of this episode. It that is compared is to true. the rest of this episode. They're in a they're they're in a war on Kato Namoria. Um, you know, uh typical Jedi heroics ensue. However, they are quickly uh recalled. They are recalled to the Jedi Temple um because a bomb has gone off in the Jedi hangar and uh the jedi want anakin and ahsoka to lead the investigation since they suspect it could have been a jedi and anakin and ahsoka weren't there for the uh the bombing um so they lead the investigation um they they try to track down um the guy who they think did it um and they arrest uh letta turbund as a as a suspect absolutely um so, uh, yeah, our fortune cookie for this episode is sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. Mm. What did you, uh, what did, what did you think of this one? Cause I thought it was, it was interesting, but I thought there were several ways that it could have possibly, could possibly be, uh, interpreted. Yeah. I, I like to think about like, you know, the idea that like, again, this was one person who was turned into a bomb, and it set off and killed a few people. And yet, the entire Jedi Order almost got crumbled in a major way because of it. It's yeah, it kind of sets off a, a chain reaction of yeah of despair and and intrigue. And, the Jedi didn't you know, need an explosion in order to fall apart. The Jedi only needed a pebble to drop. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to look at it. My my interpretation was kind of that. I kind of thought about the general populace's lack of faith in the Jedi when something like this, uh, something like this happens. But I actually, I actually kind of like your your take better. I think it's a little bit less literal. No, I actually think the populace, um, the general populace idea, is actually a, a good one. Um, it's it it's I, it's interesting because this episode, this arc especially explores the general public's view of the Jedi more than probably any piece of Star Wars content in canon has. Uh, yeah, it, it's, definitely. It's one of those... It almost comes out of nowhere, and it makes me wish that we got it a little more set up um, in previous Clone Wars arcs, but it's only because it gets set up so well here. Um, but, yeah... Um, 
Should we get into the episode? Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So to me, the Cato Nemoidia battle really sticks out. And even though it's kind of not the main meat of the episode, I just wanted to touch on it because I think I really, I really, I, I immediately compared it in my mind to the Battle of Ryloth and the blockade of Ryloth in season one, where, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about Ahsoka, Ahsoka's abilities and Anakin trusting Ahsoka. And, and she kind of makes a, makes a bunch of big errors and, and, it costs um, the Republic a lot of lives. Um, and I, I just really like how Anakin, you know, in this, he's like, Ahsoka, he says like, Ahsoka, take the lead or Ahsoka, he says, Ahsoka, punch a hole through the blockade. He's kind of giving her, giving her orders and, and trusting her to do things. And I, I think it really just shows, um, to me, that moment really just shows how much she, uh, how much Ahsoka has grown um, how lo- and how locked in she is. Um, and you get the sense that she's finally starting to come into her own and Anakin really trusts her, which obviously just, just makes, makes it all the more tragic. What, uh, what happens next? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it's one of those things I actually compared it to the battle on Felucia, um, in the episode Holocron heist. Um, Remember the one where Ahsoka gets a little carried away in the middle of battle and then she's assigned to desk duty, which is then how they catch Cad Bane. Yes. It's one of those little setup things. You don't think it matters in the episode. It's a throwaway battle. Yeah. But indeed... It, it ends up mattering, yeah. It ends up mattering a whole lot because... What, I think one of the greatest tragedies of this arc is that Anakin and Ahsoka had such a great relationship together. They Absolutely. had so much, and you have to show them having so much before you can show them losing it all. Yeah. And this is the having so much part of that episode. Yeah, it, it really is a. It really is a shame. I think it really is a shame. This arc. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just so cool to see, and you know, thinking back as we're getting to the end of the Clone Wars, it's so cool to see how far. Um, Ahsoka has has come, and not just Ahsoka, but like how far Anakin has come, and him is his trust of her, and then over the course of of the um the arc, we're gonna see that like he's he's gonna trust her, but he's also gonna kind of walk some of that back a little bit. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I also think this might serve. I was thinking this might serve the battle might serve a little bit as a hint to us of Ahsoka's innocence. You know, we never believed, I never believed, and I don't think the arc is supposed to have you believe at any point that she's guilty. However, just in case you're not sure, watch how she acts in the battle and then tell me she's guilty. She shows such compassion and she shows such care for for Anakin that it doesn't logically make sense that... Yeah, and the way she she still... She like still sticks her neck out. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that the episode wants you to be like, "Oh, she's guilty," or uh, sorry, no, <laughs> no, no. The episode wants you to wants you to say, "No, there's no way she's guilty. She's totally not guilty." Yeah. And that's de- that's definitely. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what I thought. There was never any doubt in my mind. What about you? Yeah, you know, I, I, I. There was never the art clearly wants you to think she's innocent, which she is. Um, 
but yeah, I think this this is like the final nail in the coffin that Jet Light. They're like, we're just gonna include this later because you think she's gonna do a lot of they. They're gonna say she does a lot of bad things, but we don't want you to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. By the way, um, classic Ahsoka line. Um. What What happened, Snips? Fighter crashed. I saved the day. You're welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Love that line. Love yeah. that line. Such classic Ahsoka. Yeah, um, it was hilarious. I love it. So then th they are calmed by Yoda and uh, Mace Windu to say, hey, come back to Coruscant because there's been a bombing at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. So. Um, no, sorry, go ahead. So I, I do want to ask you something. Okay. Ahsoka was off world when the bombing happened. Yes. Why does that not completely exonerate her? That's a good point because the whole time they're like, "Oh, it's so good at this, it's so good at yeah. this." Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that she couldn't have planned it and then went off world, but like. Okay, wait. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Okay, let's think about this. Ahsoka. Why? Ex so they think that she did the bombing. Because because Letta gets choked in the next episode. Letta gets choked, and, and it looks like Ahsoka did it. Yeah. But and that's the first. That's the first moment when they when they suspect Ahsoka. Yeah. Is when it is when it's Letta. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, that that kind of I mean I think I, the I'll fact that it's it's not a good look. Um Yeah. I think I would even go so far as to say that that it's kind of Tarkin's fault when he accuses her, whether whether it's intentional or not, because I honestly wouldn't put it past Tarkin to just say, you know what, I hate I hate Ahsoka. Anakin's my political and uh, military rival, kind of for Palpatine's favor. You know, why not just like like she's right there? She's apparently red-handed. Like, why not just try and put her away? Um, yeah. Even if he doesn't actually think that she's guilty, or it could just be his his uh, bias or him honestly. I don't know. Just kind of him being clearly pretty uh pretty overzealous um but yeah. but in any case um that's what it is so i think it i think once you've arrived at, at that conclusion like for tarkin you can kind of make the other you can kind of connect the other dots and see what you uh think is the case or see what you want to see to make ahsoka guilty either way that's yeah. kind of what i would that's kind of what i would say you know yeah it, 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 it's just it's just a weird little plot hole in this episode that's like nobody considered the fact that she wasn't on the planet when it happened yeah which seems yeah. odd um I, bet, I mean they're, they're probably just like oh but she they're probably just thinking oh she orchestrated it you know yeah like i, I would guess that that's the uh that's yeah. the rationale whether or not it's correct um i mean clearly it's not but yeah. Clearly, that that's another story, entirely. Um, oh, here's another um, question for you. So Mace Windu says that An he wants Anakin and Ahsoka to do the investigation into who did this because they'll be an impartial. Um, uh, they'll be an impart. They'll 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 have impartial opinions. Yeah. But how they're... will they have impar impartial yeah, well... opinions exactly? Yeah, that was my. That was going to be my question as well. 
Like, like they were off world. They're still Jedi. Yeah. Some of their friends, some of their allies got attacked. I don't think Mace Windu knows what the word impartial means. No, yeah. And, and that's definitely I know I love to harp on this, but that's definitely an example of the Jedi falling, the arrogance of saying, Oh, it'll be impartial. We'll just get some Jedi from off world. We can we can keep this internal. Like yeah. we don't have to call up any of our numerous friends in good standing in the Senate. Like totally we don't no. have to get Padme or Bail Organa. Or, don't or get Padme. Other, like... Do not get Padme. Yeah. Here's why you don't get Padme. We'll get to this later. Padme doesn't provide a good case for herself. Yeah, that's true. Um... Like, there are so many, like, competent... There are so many competent, um, like, good people and characters that, that they could have turned to. Though but knowing, instead, they're like, nah, we're just gonna, yeah. we're just gonna keep it internally. Though you know? knowing Palpatine, what he would have done is, is if he found out about this earlier, Palpatine would be like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. High IQ plan, guys. We're gonna send in Tan Devo, and he's gonna do this for us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he the, is he the, the, the grouchy guy yeah. from, what, from, what arc is he from? What arc is he from? Uh, he's from a bunch of different ones, but the one he got introduced in was the Senate Murders episode. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You stick to the, yeah, I'll stick to the investigating, you'll stick to the, to the setting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if Palpatine really wanted to be high, if Palpatine really wanted to be smart about this, he could just put Tarkin, he just put, just put Tarkin on the case from the very start. Yeah, and, and cut, cut, cut to the chase, don't cut the middleman out of this. Yeah, no, Tarkin wouldn't need any, Tarkin wouldn't even need any, um, Tarkin wouldn't even need any, um, any investigator, you just be like, "Yeah, Soka's guilty." You know what? Yeah. Obi Wan's guilty too. I think Mace Windu and Yoda are guilty too. Also, I think the Jedi Order should be immediately dissolved. That is yeah. the only and, way to solve this case. And, and frankly, if Tarkin dies, you know, who cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Tarkin makes a like Tarkin makes a really bad impression in this arc. I gotta say. Oh, 100 percent. I. The yeah. Um. But here's another question for you, and I'm not sure about how this would work. Was there no Jedi like, oh, we need to find out who committed a murder. A shame we don't have a mystical energy force on our side working for us. Yeah. <laughs> can they not investigate using the force? I'm not saying they can reach into the force and find out who did it. I'm saying, can they not use the force to sense others' intentions? Can they not use the force to detect when people are lying? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's a. You'd think they could solve this better with the mystical energy field that they have to access to. Yeah, apparently not though. Cause yeah, because they don't. They're... I mean, we know that um, some Jedi. Gosh, I I can't remember what the power is called now. Um, it's the power that's used in the uh, the episode where they're hunting down um, Zero the Hut. It's psychometry. A... Yeah, psychometry. Like, why don't they have a Jedi... Like, that? that's kind of what I was thinking. Why don't they have a Jedi with psychometry on? Yeah, that's what they do. They, they could they, really they, use some they psychometry. They put Quidlin Voss in charge of the case. Yeah. I mean, at this point, at least in, in Legends, doesn't he, like... What's Quinlan Voss doing? run off and... Actually, I think I know what he's doing. He's trying he's to like, kill Count Dooku at this moment. No, actually, I don't think that's until It's like, ran off and kind of joined the dark side. It's un, It's unclear. Yeah. I don't know what Quinlan Voss is doing, but, like, they could have had Quinlan Voss on the case, okay? I'm sure he was off-world. I mean, when did we ever see him? Other than that yeah. one episode. Answered never. Um, true. Very yeah. true. They just... 
Uh, yeah. But anyway, I guess they're doing that. Um, uh, and then so they, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka investigate this uh, bombing with the Russo droid. Um, who who states this very, very, very interesting quote. I gotta say, I love this quote. Fear makes even the most trusting individual irrational. That honestly like, might be a... In my opinion, that honestly might be a better fortune cookie than the actual fortune cookie for the episode. I thought that was a My first quote. note act as of hearing that quote was, I mean, that's a fortune cookie and a half right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a that's a pretty it's a pretty good one. Like you know, uh, fear can make people do pretty crazy things if they're pushed hard enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, what do you think? Do you have any stuff for the first part of this episode? Let's see. I mean, it's a it's a pretty great um it's a pretty great episode. I really like the part when they're walking around inside the, like inside quote unquote, the explosion yeah, with the hologram. That's just such a cool scene. Um, but I mean, in many ways it is hard to look past kind of the glaring arrogance of the, of the Jedi for a lot of this. Like, you know, um, when Anakin, he's talking to Leta Turman, maybe this is later. I can't remember, but he says like, you tried to blame this on the Jedi, the Jedi. It's like, Oh gosh. Yeah so much worse than just randomly blaming it on any other innocent person but blaming it on a jedi and now you've gone too far you know like it, it was things like that for me it's things like that that where this episode kind of it, it makes a point you know it makes a point of 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 showing the uh severe shortcomings of the jedi obviously in preparation for um for the big reveal which uh, which happens in um, the wrong Jedi? When Anakin talks to Leto when he's investigating uh, uh, Jakar Bamani's house, um, uh, uh, Leto says, "Not anyone, not just anyone, can walk into that temple of yours," which starts to tie into a theme that's been getting a lot of attention in this arc, which is the Jedi and elitism. One of the biggest yeah. problems with the Jedi is that that, that that they think they're so good. They think they're mm -hmm. so high yeah. and mighty. Um, and they're... They're just kind of... It's just kind of, like, happening. Uh, and, yeah, it's... They're... The Jedi have slowly but surely been evolving to work for the elite rather than the people they should be serving who are the ones who are less fortunate. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I remind us, they think having the Force makes them greater instead of that it makes them responsible. Um, and mm, again, a lot yeah. of this ties into Barris's speech in that final episode, um, where she kind of just lets it all out and basically delivers the thesis statement for the Jedi of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also, by the way... Noticed when they're chasing uh, Leta Termond, uh when she runs away, um, Anakin tells Ahsoka to take the high road. Even now, Anakin's avoiding the high ground. Uh, Mace Windu says uh, um, about Leta, I think we can guess her motives easily enough. Public opinion is, is swaying against the Jedi. 
That is becoming clear. Oh, it's just becoming clear now, eh? No, I'm like, <laughs> and thought. you're just gonna sit there? You're just gonna yeah. say, oh well, whatever. And also, by the way, they're not paying her husband well. Maybe. Yeah, no. Maybe it's not because you're uh, not. Maybe it's not because public opinion is saying. Maybe it's because you're playing her husband jack shit, and she like. I'm not saying murder is a good response to that. I'm saying maybe you should be paying your employees better. Yeah, I think definitely that the way that the way it kind of comes out that you know maybe the Jedi the Jedi employees um, maybe working at the Jedi Temple isn't isn't so great. Maybe the Jedi don't maybe the employees don't get don't get a lot of great treatment. And it's interesting that Ahsoka just finds that out. Like that that is where the fact that Ahsoka is just finding that out that's where you say okay maybe the jedi maybe they have a bit of an um maybe they have a bit of an ivory tower situation on their hands you know yeah, yeah maybe that's what the jedi temple has has a uh, has become um and the fact that it's on the surface um you know it's this super giant fancy building the massive steps the columns is this beautiful place and then the Jedi are constantly kind of going down into the underworld and roughing people up who have nothing. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting how the, the Clone Wars really makes the Jedi, um, it really, it really makes the Jedi, um, it makes them, uh, sorry, it really puts the Jedi in a, in a different light and what they, uh, and what they symbolize. We really see some of the dark side of that in this episode. Um, Literally, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and I have one final line from this episode. Anakin tells Ahsoka at the end of the episode, there are going to be Jedi who disappoint us, Ahsoka. But as long as we know that there are good Jedi who fight for what's right, it makes it all worthwhile. Which I realize is probably foreshadowing. Yeah. But, um... Probably. Yeah. Just maybe. Yeah. Um, so that's an it's an interesting uh way to end off the episode. It's one of those things where the ending feels like it should be right, but it's we know it's just beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean I think that it's a bit of um I are you ready to get to the ending or I you can just like Yeah. I think the ending, um I thought that it I, I to me, it felt a little bit like, um, like, oh, come on, man, moment for the Jedi that they, um, especially for Anakin and Sega, they kind of, they kind of let it come to a close that easily when I think really clearly they should have been, I thought, I thought that they clearly should have and, and could have been, uh, been digging deeper, I think. And what, what, so? what do you think? Um, it just struck me as a bit weird the way they were so willing to just say, well, that's that, even though for all their investigative, not necessarily investigative, but for all their powers of perception, um, for all their force intuition, um, they didn't really follow the trail because they were never going to catch Ventress if, if it had act, if Ahsoka had not been, uh, been framed. Yeah. It, it's it's tricky. It's it, it's it's definitely a tricky situation for the Jedi. I mean, they don't do a good job with it, but it's definitely like, you know, 
Anyway. Uh, so, do uh, you have anything else for this episode? So I did. I did find some fun trivia. Um, thank you to the, uh, thank you to StarWars.com and the rewatch guides. Um, the four episodes in this arc are all actually named after Alfred Hitchcock movies: Sabotage, The Man Who Knew Too Much, To Catch a Thief, and The Wrong Man. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty self-explanatory. They just replaced. I didn't know uh, the first one was they replaced actually Man with Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought they actually. I didn't know actually the. Um... I didn't actually know that um, the first one was an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I knew the last three were, but yeah, I didn't know the first one was. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the gunship that Rex rides on Cato Nemoidia is um, the Lucky Leku gunship, um, which is also seen in the Clone Wars movie. You can tell because it has the uh, the uh, the Twi'lek nose livery. Um, and the Plo's Bros on enough. it. Pardon? And the Plo's Bros on it. Yeah, and the Plo's Bros. Now, sadly enough, very sadly enough, um, you know what else happens in the Clone Wars movie? What? Anakin says to Ahsoka, you'd have never made it at Obi- as Obi-Wan's Padawan, but you just might make it as mine. We've come Pain. full circle. We're coming full circle in the most painful way possible. Pain. Oh my God. Pain. I don't know if they thought, I don't know if that was, was on their mind, um, yeah. but in many ways, this really is kind of, I mean, I mean, obviously for the Clone Wars, this is bringing Ahsoka's story to a close. Yeah. But I really, I really, I really think that's emphasized that this is really Ahsoka's story. Yeah. Or at least they want to, they want to emphasize the side of this that is Ahsoka's story by bringing it back to the moment when, when she was introduced to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of this episode? Man, I liked it. Um, it's a good it's a very good lead-in episode um i it's kind of the um it's kind of the typical uh clone wars lead-in episode to a really big um big uh a big quadrilogy or a big trilogy where a lot of the first episode often is misdirection um you know kato that's just that's just misdirection for what's yeah. what the episode's it's actually going to be about. You think it's going to be about this one thing, and then boom, something else happens. It's Same almost like that the, time uh, we spent on Kato and Amoidia didn't yeah. didn't count. Like this reminds this reminds me of the D Squad arc. Like like it's setting up to be one thing, but then the the meat of one episode is actually just all set up for this bigger yeah. story. That's what this kind of felt like. Yeah, it's a it's a good setup. It's probably my least favorite in this arc, just because the other three are incredible um, in so many ways. But uh, no, it's 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 definitely it's 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 definitely a good one. Can't complain. Um, uh, like I said, so we're gonna get to the Jedi who knew too much. Yes, the Jedi who knew too much. So we open with a tragically, hauntingly beautiful. A hauntingly beautifully scored funeral scene um, where the, the victims of the attack are being laid to rest. However, the, uh, the momentary uh, respite from the political intrigue is not long because who shows up but Grand Moff Tarkin? Admiral Tarkin. No, he's not a Grand Moff. Sorry, yes. Grand Admiral Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff not exist yet. 
Grand Moffs don't exist yet. Admiral Tarkin. He's probably thinking, man, I can't wait to be a Grand Moff. I can't wait for the Jedi to be over. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, sidetrack, but I strongly suspect that Tarkin somehow is in on Order 66 with the way that he is the way that he is behaving and some of the things that he says. I interesting. have a That's hard an time. Interesting theory. That is my headcanon. I have a hard time believing that he is oblivious to Order 66. He literally says, like, Palpatine, like, trust me, Palpatine rarely does anything without a strategy. Like, yeah. Come on. Come that, on. That, that was like, that, that, that was like a, okay, Clone Wars, we get it. Palpatine has backup plans for backup plans. We already knew this, okay? Yeah, we get it. He had a backup um, plan to avoid dying, okay? He has a backup plan for everything. He does. He's the, he's the man with the plan. Oletta Termond requests to, uh, to see Ahsoka, um, surprisingly, um, and Ahsoka is framed for Letta Termond's murder. So she, uh, because it looks like she is forced choking her. So she goes on the run um, and eventually the clones, uh, clones catch her again. Um, yep, she's imprisoned. No, no, she, she is imprisoned, she escapes, she goes on the run and she gets caught. Actually, no, she has. No, uh, she doesn't. She didn't get. No, I'm, 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 I'm conflating. She jumps from the fight. She jumps from the. Sorry, she jumps from the pipe. Oh, that's where this one ends. I thought that was the next yeah. one. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, these um, two blend together a little bit. Yeah, they they blend, they blend together. This could have been a. This probably could have been a movie. And that's not because they're bad. It's just because they're so cohesive. Yeah. I think some of the best Clone Wars episodes are the ones, that uh that blend, that blend together personally. Fortune cookie is courage begins by trusting oneself. Uh, thanks for using gender neutral pronouns, Clone Wars. We really appreciate it. <laughs> um, uh, We're ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's only uh, uh, Ahsoka's belief and knowledge that she is not guilty that gets to um, that gets her to fight another day. It's yeah, only, absolutely. Um, it, it's only through her knowing that she is not guilty that um, that she makes it through. Yeah, I mean, this it's a tough it's a tough situation for Ahsoka, and clearly she is very courageous, even if even if I think some of the courage that that she demonstrates feels a little bit i don't know maybe maybe a little bit misplaced or misguided the fact that she 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 believes in herself but she believes in herself so much so that she by doing what she does she never gives anyone else a chance to believe in her yeah absolutely. because she's just going on the run and whether or not she and and, and it's sad because she tries to do the right thing but every time she tries to do the right thing, she just plays into into Varys's plan, um, and gets uh, and and gets framed further. Um, but I mean, there there is also the argument to be made that, like Tarkin's kind of running, the whole Tarkin will be running the whole criminal proceedings for Ahsoka, and with the amount of kind of mistrust of the Jedi, there is there is no way, no matter the evidence. Um, that they would let Ahsoka walk free. So I feel like you could you could say also that you know she did do the right thing, you know, when faced with a with a potentially um corrupt system that would not have 
really uh, given her a, a fair shake. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a crazy it's a it's it's a nuts episode. Um, I would like to bring up something. So, Jacob, have you seen the movie The Fugitive? I have not. So, first of all, you should see it. It's very good. Um, okay. It stars former Star Wars cast member Harrison Ford. Um, it's a Harrison Ford movie. And it is a plot pretty much identical to this um, episode. Um, basically, the plot is a doctor is accused of killing his wife, even though he didn't. Mm. Um and there's a very famous scene where it's Harrison Ford and the the police officer is trying to catch him. He runs away from jail, um, uh, and they stand in a pipe. Uh, and Harrison Ford delivers the famous line, I didn't kill my wife! And Tommy yeah. Lee Jones goes, I don't care! <laughs> um, and then Harrison Ford, just like Ahsoka, jumps out of the pipe. Um, but in his case, it's over a waterfall. Um, in Ahsoka's case, it's on to, on, into oncoming course on traffic, uh, traffic, but they will survive. And it turns out in both cases, it was the best friend who, uh, arranged for, uh, the accused murders. Yeah, I, and that's a good point that you bring up, is that this episode especially, this pays homage to, I think, owes itself to a long, long lineage a long tradition of um, movies and and other TV shows as well, and and stories of all types about people going on the run um, to try and to try and prove their innocence, um, either successfully or or unsuccessfully. And I don't know. Ultimately, I'd say Ahsoka has mixed success because obviously the the outcome is just is not great for her but uh she does technically prove her for innocence with anakin's help um, oh she absolutely does yeah but you know in the end she has to she has to leave anyone it's still a i would say a bit of a, a bit of a sad moment um for her yeah but i don't know what, what do you think uh no it, it's a it, it's a It's a common trope. Um, the Fugitive is just one example, but since the pipeline things lined up, I just thought I'd mention it because, and I really do like that movie. Oh, yeah, it's a course. really great one. Um, uh, so fun. It, it's a it's a it's a it's a great movie. Um, but uh, should we um, get into this? Yeah, let's uh, let's um, let's get into it. So, I mean, do you want to talk about the the funeral scene at all? Because First off, I just want to say for the funeral scene, hats off to Kevin Kiner, hats off to the Clone Wars. For whatever reason, they never miss on the music for any kind of death or funeral scene, whether it's Obi-Wan's fake funeral. I'm thinking of um, also uh, uh, Evan Piel's impromptu funeral on Lola Sayu. Like the music for for the for the deaths and the funerals of the clone wars they 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 leave it all on the floor for the do you, music do you know what's even crazy they just, kevin kiner goes off i'm gonna be honest this kevin kiner goes off you know what's crazy what there it's not even the most memorable score for me in this arc that's you, how good think? the music is yeah um, I, I, is it what ahsoka leaving is that ahsoka leaves is just yeah. it's perfect 
Yeah, it is, it is. It is perfect. It's perfect. Um, it just. It's such it, a fun. We'll get to it. We'll we'll get to it when we get to it. But it is it just it just works? It's one of those. Yeah. It's one of those things that just works. Um, speaking of music, I'll actually I want to proceed a little bit into the episode. Um, but I'll I'll say this. Did you notice hearing the Imperial March throughout this arc? No, I actually did not. They, there are some that they, 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 I, I just hear all, all, I'm watching the episode and suddenly I hear background, in the background, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, wait, that's the Imperial March. And also, I'm not sure if you noticed this one. Did you notice how, like, the prison cell that Ahsoka's kept in looks remarkably like the prison cell that Leia's kept in in New Hope? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a ton of, there's a ton of deliberate, uh, deliberate references. I think this arc, especially in this episode, you know, with all the the military and 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 prison settings that we that we see, this is really one of those episodes where the Clone Wars is making a point. Yeah. With this doesn't how it look blends. like the Republic. This looks like the Empire, right? Yes, they really. Yeah, I think they really. You're absolutely right. They really make a point of um of kind of blending the Republic. And um, and the imperial styles and and imagery to to obviously yeah. make their point. Say hey, times they are changing. Yeah, um, no, and that, and that's something that I really like. No, seriously, and, and I'm like, wait, this is an imperial trial. Like this is like yeah, th- this feels completely imperial, and it's one of those things where you know we're getting into the period that's defined by Revenge of the Sith, and we need those dark undertones, and we get oh them. absolutely, and we get them. Uh, can we get into Tarkin? Uh, yes. So Let's Tarkin enters Tarkin. this arc for reasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Tarkin's now just in charge of legal stuff. He's and he's just, and he's just walking Navy. around the, and he's just walking around the Jedi Temple. Yeah, I don't understand why he's in charge now, but whatever. Yeah. By the way, one of my favorite Tarkin quotes this episode: "The Chancellor feels very strongly." The Jedi be removed from as many military matters as possible. It's it's ironic. It's ironic. How... Who put them there, Tarkin? Yeah. Connect <laughs> some dads. Who put them there? That is a good point. That is a good point. That being said. That being said. <coughs> the name of Palpatine's game is to simultaneously make the Jedi take on as many new unfamiliar bad like risky responsibilities typically combat that he can and simultaneously take away their power and make them as subordinate to the republic as possible oh absolutely i i'm under no illusions of what palpatine's trying to do here palpatine is putting the jedi into a military role and then shaming the crap out of them for doing it yeah, no, it's hilarious. It's no, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's totally hilarious it's and it's totally intentional. Frankly, it is ingenious. Uh, it, it works. Um, uh, also, um, the the quote you quoted earlier is from here. Um, uh, um, I assure you that the that he rarely does anything without a strategy. I yes. wrote down. We know Wilhuff. We've watched we Star know. Wars. We've seen these movies. 
I also love this line too, which I which I love that it was used. I hate it was used by Tarkin. You yourselves said you are peacekeepers, not soldiers. Um, and yeah. and I and I wrote back, and it was Palpatine himself who said, "Screw that, Grand Army of the Republic, motherfuckers." So you have no legs to stand on here, Wilhelm. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't care. He clearly just yeah, yeah. He, he wants he to take them wants... down a peg a little too much. He wants what he wants. He just yeah. he is clearly just out to get the Jedi. Um, yeah, you know he's out to uh, he he's out to kind of knock down on Anakin especially. Yeah, because Anakin is kind of he sees Anakin as a rival because obviously also in the Lola Sayu arc. They're clearly both vying for uh, for Palpatine's favor. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and uh, by the way, in the briefing that uh, gets interrupted by, uh, by Tarkin uh, with Termin and all that kind of stuff, uh, did you notice what, where the battle was taking place? Um, I did not. It was the Inuit sector. Um, that's where Hoth and Bespin are. The references are coming thick and fast. Yeah. They really are. Also, by the way, you realize this made me realize we've never gotten to see an animated Hoth. Yeah. Too bad. That would it would have been. We've never seen an animated Wampa. Like that how am I just realizing that? It would be a terrifying sight, but it also could be very cool. Uh, I want an animated Wampa badly now. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe, I just maybe, maybe it, I do too. Yeah, maybe I just, I just got I got weirdly uh shaken by the revelation that we did never visit an animated <laughs> Hoth, which is it's weird. Um yeah. Um I think it's kinda sad that um obviously Ahsoka has to trust herself because Anakin seems to trust at at least not necessarily trust him as a person, but Anakin at least seems to trust Palpatine's judgment or sorry not Palpatine Anakin seems to trust Tarkin's judgment more than he trusts Ahsoka's judgment or or instincts um I mean I mean say what you want about that but that's definitely sad for Ahsoka and and um it uh it definitely plays into the um into the fortune cookie and the idea of this episode that Ahsoka has to just rely rely on herself only you kind of have more uh have more trust in herself even if that even if she's pushed to that by by being kind of let down by uh by the people around her yeah absolutely um let's see um should we get into ahsoka meeting with letta yes absolutely um, do you want to do you want to lead us off for this one? Where you at? I got um, Letta. Here's a quote from Letta. There were some citizens of the Republic, like myself, who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. The Jedi have become warmongers. They've become military weapons, and they're killing when they should be keeping the peace. I mean. Yeah, uh, even if I don't agree with with what she does, and I think how she says it, I mean, 
She it's she is not wrong. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's weird because I agree with nothing that Barris Offie or Letta Terman does in this arc, but I agree with everything that they say. Yeah, I think the thing. I think the thing is for these for the for characters like like Barris and and Letta Termond, who are who do not have the benefit of you know the story kind of pointing things out for us. They just see what are the Jedi doing? What the hell? What's what? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Um, why are we doing this? Or why are the Jedi doing this? Like they're be they're just being a holes. Um, I don't think. I don't think they really have the benefit like we do of the story saying, oh, this is part of Palpatine's grand plan to kind of... Yeah, how would they have that luxury, you know know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the big difference. That's why, that's why, that's why so many characters just have animosity to the Jedi, you know? Yeah. So, uh, do we want to get into, uh... Uh, Ahsoka getting implicated for the crime. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, one of the things I like is when she's captured. Um, when uh, Tarkin grabs her chin. Uh, when she's when he's interrogating her, uh, it's a direct nod to Leia. It is in yes. New Hope. Um, it's also probably harassment, but like who? But Tarkin doesn't care. I know he doesn't care. Um, because I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. for Tarkin, I think it's, yeah, he he just is like exerting his, uh, you know, trying to exert, exert his authority, exert his power, intimidate. This is, this is what he's all about. This is really what he's all about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and um, then, so Barris plants a key card and an Ahsoka of lightsabers. This is very interesting because Ahsoka gets found at every single scene of Barris's crime. Which I think is funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly, I mean, clearly she's being expertly framed. Oh, yeah. By Barris. Barris is doing a great job, frankly. Yeah. Barris is plan is working out brilliantly one thing though if we want to talk about barris's plan i forgot to mention this earlier when anakin goes into the room where letta termon is when they originally take her in who's walking right past behind him yeah barris that's barris i, I never that noticed too. that until this time i never I noticed that, that until i was watching it today and yeah. i was like holy crap i'm like why would holy you just man. be randomly walking oh oh yeah oh yeah it's 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 one of those things that I'm sure it was intentional. There, they're like, you know what? We're gonna just we're we're gonna yeah. find we're we're gonna find a way to put her in there. Just just do that anyway. Um, what else was I gonna talk about? Um, yeah. Um, this whole thing feels very um Agatha Christie esque. I gotta say. Um, yeah. Uh, or how so? Uh, just the very like murder mystery planting of things, you know, uh, sort of the the as you would say, peeling back the layers of the mystery. Yes, peeling back the layers. Um, I love. I do. I wasn't gonna say it because I've said it so much, but come on, this does a great job of 
peeling back the layers as i love to say as i love to gush about peeling back the layers yeah um uh one of the things uh i will say about this is is this is funny when um they're trying to chase ahsoka um uh so the republic are the bad guys in this arc yeah think about that they're not i mean to be fair they're trying to do they're not bad, but they're the they're antagonists. Do, yeah, they they are the antagonists from the standpoint of their forcing change in the protagonist. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it it is interesting how this is where we really see the dark side of the Republic, and not even just not even just in terms of a an ooh they're the like it's the Empire situation like they're turning into the Empire, but. No, this really is just the dark side of the Republic. And this is why maybe the Republic doesn't work for a lot of the average citizens because they really are focused on, it almost feels as if they're focused more on on putting someone away. And if that person is Ahsoka, then it's Ahsoka for the crime rather than, than, than actually getting to the, to the bottom of it. And, and the, the, it just, the way that they treat Ahsoka even someone like if they treat Ahsoka, even someone who's in who's relatively important and is in amazing standing up up till now is in amazing standing. Um, obviously, everyone needs to be be treated equally um, when when um, you know under under suspicion. But though, if they if they treat Ahsoka like that, if if Tarkin treats Ahsoka like that, if the clones, the justice system, if it works out for Ahsoka like it does, how do you think it works out? for an average joe in the republic for an actual criminal yeah or like or like i'm, I'm just saying like in a general sense like how do you think it works for someone who is trying to i don't know it, it exist in the in the republic how do you think it works for someone who's, who's who's trying to get help from the from the government for any number of yeah things i don't know file file some kind of file some kind of complaint you know get 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 file help get police protection of, you know yeah yeah like against abuses of power like how do you think it works out for them or how do you think it works out for someone even who's falsely accused of a crime yep or or someone who the the police just decide because clearly they're they're really interested also and i i thought that the story was hinting at the idea it's a little bit like i said like hinting hinting at the idea of kind of wanting to to be able to say oh we caught the person this is like this is who it was rather than 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 also rather than really really trying to figure out who it actually was like trying to put some they were like if we can't if we can't find the right person we're gonna put someone away even if it's not the right person or we're gonna put someone away no absolutely i i can i can definitely see that um i gotta say uh there um do you want to get to the pipeline? Yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's a little bit more plot before then, right? That we could. Yeah, there's this whole chase in the rain, which I thought is dramatic. Yeah. I mean, it's the rain chase. They... I mean, the chase scenes are amazing. I think the chase scenes are vivid. Did you notice, by the yeah. way, they use massives as, as hunting dogs, which are the same things I, yeah. the Tuscan Raiders use? Um, I think symbolically, the hunting dogs are a. A really great touch just in terms of, of what they represent in ahsoka 
just like as a, as a fugitive, it really kind of, to me, it really said like, okay, there's no, uh, there's no mercy now. Yeah. There is, like, there this... is no, uh, there is no doubt now for the Republic that they're, they're going to try and take Ahsoka. Like they don't, they don't, they, they no longer are, are questioning. There is, is this great sense in this arc to like, remember when they re- unleashed the Anuba Hounds in, uh, the Citadel arc. Yeah. That was what I called back then, literally the dogs of war. Yeah. Or it kind of feels like, and, and it was like, it's of an course, oh sh- yeah, yeah. It, it it's an of, oh shit moment, you know? Yeah. It, it's kind of like, you know, of course the separatists have dogs. Like this is the harsh reality of war. What you wouldn't expect is for the Republic to also have those. So it kind of flips the dogs of war idea on its head a little bit. And gives it some new dimension. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then and then we have this incredible... Um, the last line of the episode is the be- is one of the best lines from this arc. Um, Anakin, you have to trust me now. Yeah. And, by the way, here's a funny thing, okay? So, Anakin... Uh, has to trust Anakin. Anakin has to... Um, what's the uh, expression to describe putting trust in somebody? What about take a leap of faith? Yeah. And then Ahsoka leap of faith. literally takes a leap of faith. Yeah. That's pretty good. I gotta say, and that's pretty good. It's sad that Anakin ultimately... I mean, I mean, I mean. What would you argue? What is Anakin's answer to Ahsoka's plea of "You have to trust me"? Do you think that in his actions, because I was not sure how what to conclude, is he trusting her or is he not? I think he is. Here's the thing about Anakin. I think often that he wants to do anything he can to help, but he doesn't exactly know how to do it a lot of the yeah. times. Yeah, like, like I think, I think it, from his perspective, like on an intellectual level, he's like, yeah, of course I trust. Like he's like, yeah, of course I trust Ahsoka. Like I trust her implicitly. She's my Padawan. Like she saved my love life constantly. Like clearly he does. But I think then maybe you're right that on a on a more immediate level, it's the same problem that we always see with Anakin, where he wants to do the right thing but he doesn't necessarily have the emotional strength to have the right thing not be like his way. Like even though he wants to do the right thing, it still ends up being for a lot of things, my way or the highway. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the case here. Like, I don't know whose way is it in the end? Yeah. It's one of those those things where, Anakin has a hard time with the fact that, frankly, there's not a lot he can do in this situation. Yeah, um, and yeah there's not. He tries to constantly act, but I don't think it works out a lot for him. Yeah. The pipeline scene, by the way, does immediately echo the fugitive scene, the I didn't kill my wife scene. Um, yeah. You got some trivia for this episode, or do you got anything else? I don't, not, not too much more to say about this episode. I think that Ahsoka... It kind of goes back to the the question of, is it better to go on the run to prove your innocence ultimately, even if in the short term, or there even if there's a very good possibility that you won't be able to 
won't be able to pull off what you're hoping to pull off. Yeah. And kind of dig your hole deeper and commit actual crimes. Or do you turn yourself in, turn yourself over and hope that the system like works out for you? But with the knowledge that it probably won't. Like like what like like watching this episode, it was for me it was easy for me to be like like Ahsoka had a lot of like face palm dough moments where you're like, oh no, God, don't do that. Kind of like a don't open like don't open the basement or like don't go in the basement in like a horror movie. Yeah. Like don't check the basement. And yet she kind of it kind of feels like she's in a no she's in like a lose lose situation. What do you think? Do you yeah. think that there was a better path for her? I'm I'm not sure. I think we'll get to this next episode, but there are some things that happen next episode that I think could have been, like, Ahsoka could have done better. Could have articulated better. Um, again, she wasn't expecting it. She's putting, oh, she's been put a lot on her toes, so I understand her responses. I don't think any of her responses are unreasonable, um, but there's things I would have done differently, I think. But again, you know, I wasn't there. She was. Um, yep. uh, do you have trivia? Uh, yes, some trivia. Um, come on. In the security cameras for the prison, we can see that Wat Tabor, Poggle the Lesser, and Warm Loathsome are also being held in this prison. So, uh, they've got all the separatist high rollers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in that yeah. joint. Um, I, and as, as, as you already mentioned, um, Tarkin's grab on Ahsoka's chin. It's a deliberate reference to him talking to Leia on the Death Star. Um, and yeah, this episode is just, especially in the architecture um, of, of this prison, um, this episode is just absolutely chock full of, um, of references um, to the Empire and kind of nod, nod, wink, wink, hinting, uh, hinting where this is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Do you yeah. have anything else? Any uh, any trivia? Any takeaways from this episode? Uh, most of my stuff again is from the ne- for the next few episodes. But again, very solid episode. Um, it, the pipeline scene is one of my favorite scenes from this arc. It's it work. It just works so well on it. On one of those, like on, on a chemical level with Anakin and Ahsoka, you get to like really break them both down and see the impacts and how they get to be who they are and how how they how their relationship has grown and how they how it's mutated and how it's changed and blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I I think it's I think it's I think it's great. Um, can we get on? Yeah. In, in To Catch a Jedi, um, Ahsoka wanders down through the underworld of Coruscant when she runs into Asajj Ventress. Ventress tries to um, capture Ahsoka um, because she's now a bounty hunter and turn her into the Republic for a large bounty, but they end up working together in order to find out... Um, the to or to further figure out the plot against Ahsoka, um, Barris con uh, Ahsoka gets in contact with Barris Afi, who sends her 
to level 13, 15, um, which is eerily close to level 13, 13, um, which is that video game and also the Martez sisters, um, den is what I meant. Um, and, uh, then Ahsoka gets captured by the Republic with nanodroids on her hands after a lengthy fight with who she assumes is Asajj Ventress, but is actually Barriss Offee. Um, and, uh, eventually they capture, uh, the clones capture Ahsoka and take her away imprisoned. Fortune Cookie is never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. What do you think about this fortune cookie? Because I, I, I was a little bit perplexed by this one because I thought that Asajj Ventress was one of the few people um, in the entire in this entire arc um, who, in, in admittedly, in her own weird, you know, kind of messed up ways, she really does like demonstrate pretty solid trustworthiness like she's pretty so, solid in this art so is this so is this fortune cookie about ventress i ask you well i mean that was my original thought but who else it was mine too and now i realize maybe it isn't what about what if it's tarkin mm, i mean what if it's barris yeah what if it goes back further what if the what if the act of entrusting even though that that is not necessarily one thing, what if that doesn't exactly happen here? That is a good that is a good point. It could could be Tarkin. Maybe it maybe it maybe it maybe this is talking about Anakin and Tarkin. I don't know. That's a stretch, but it works. Yeah. Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like I originally thought of it with. Um, with Ventress, and it still could be Ventress, but, you know, it doesn't have to be. Um, I also like the grounded reality of this fortune cookie. Usually we get a lot of words of wisdom, you know what I mean? This is just... Yeah. Live free, partner. Don't join. Um, as DJ would say, um, uh, this also, by the way, reminds me of, um, a certain Hondo Onaka. Um, this... I feel like applies to him a lot because, you know, it's always it's always a bad sign when Hondo comes into an episode. You know something's about to happen, and you know it's probably not going to be good for anybody. So I mean, Anakin chatting with the council. I yeah. think we need to start there. I found it very interesting. Yeah, I thought honestly, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I thought it was strange to see Obi Wan siding with Anakin and saying like he should be on the case but I think there's an argument to be made for both sides yeah I that think he should or shouldn't here's the thing we start seeing in this episode I think what I call the politics of the Jedi Council yeah and 100%. the Jedi Council seems at least in my opinion like the United States Supreme Court often mm. does where certain members certain jurors sorry did i say jurors i meant council members um have their certain opinions which may swing the courts uh, sorry the council's opinions a certain way yeah um and like for example i think 
you know, I think there are the traditionalists and I think there are the reformers, you could say. And I think that, I don't think it has much to do with Obi-Wan's relationship with Anakin, but I think Obi-Wan is one of those reformers. And Possibly. I think we can see this is a this this arc this entire arc is a huge victory lap for the traditionalists. Um, yeah, 100%. and 100%. and Obi Wan I think is like I feel like the the reformers constantly need to be on their toes because they know that they might not be on the winning side all the time. Um, or the majority of the time. So I think Obi-Wan's just kind of in a state of readiness to defend anybody that he needs to, I think. And like, like uh, again, so let's establish something. Let's like, so Mace is obviously the is the leader of the traditionalists. I'd say Kiati is also traditionalist. Kiati is a traditionalist, yeah. I would also say, based on evidence we have, that Saisi Teen is a traditionalist. Yeah. We really, I mean, the Jedi Council obviously skews incredibly traditionalist. Yeah. The Obi fact Wan that Obi Wan is, is the, the closest. I'd say Obi Wan kind of flips, I'd, I'd say Obi Wan kind of flips back and forth. Like he's a little, I, I would I, argue that he's a little bit of both. I would say that I he's think a, a reformer that he has, that has the respect of the traditionalists. Yeah. Plo Koon's also a reformer, by the way. Yeah, Plo Koon, definitely. And then there's the big one that I haven't mentioned so far. What do you think about him? I, I, uh, Kid Fisto? I actually, uh, so I saw, based on no evidence, I said Kid Fisto was a reformer, but I'm actually thinking about somebody a little bit bigger on the council who I didn't mention, or should I say smaller? yeah i'm thinking about him mm. it's weird because he's he does not play his hand very heavy here yeah because what do you think I, I i have my own thoughts about this but where do you think yoda stands that is a good question i think he he may be a true kind of moderate like obi-wan a little bit of a yeah but also a little bit on the traditionalist side i know he just has that that sense about him um and you know from from seeing what he says where he will like even though he'll be the one to be like no this is the way we have to do it he'll also be the one yoda will also be the one to say oh no let's let's hear about let's hear what qui-gon has to say you know master qui-gon more to say have you yeah Based on very little actual thing about this is all based on. I feel like all of this is based on a lot heavy speculation and, yeah. and inference Yoda based is, on uh, yeah, little like, things. Like Mace is obvious. Mace is obvious. Ma yeah, Mace is obvious. Mundi is obvious. Plo yeah. is also obvious. Um, Yoda, for me, and this is maybe a little bias on my part. I think Yoda is actually a reformer, but I think he wants to make it clear to the council. I don't think he wants to be a moderate. I think he wants to act like a moderate. Mm, what do you I mean? I don't that? think he wants to give the appearance of bias. 
I think he wants to try and be as respectful of both sides as he possibly can, is what I think of Yoda. But I think he ultimately is a reformer based on a bunch of just circumstantial things. Number one, here's my biggest thing. In The Wrong Jedi, Yoda says, reached a decision we have, though in agreement not all of us are. Yeah. Why would he mention that not all of them are in agreement? If he I was mean, a, if he if he was like, you know, if he was a traditional, why would he mention that they weren't all in agreement? It doesn't I make mean, a lot of sense. I think it's I think he wants to uh hedge your uh or he I think he wants to hedge his bets. Um I think he kind of wants to not even hedge his bets, but he just wants to make sure that everyone is like he has to get in there and run the Jedi Council. He wants to make sure everyone is feeling feeling good, feeling heard. And also, it's just, whether he agrees or not, it's important. It's like an important, like I would say that's an important thing to say in this, uh, in this system where you can come to a result, apparently, um, without, um, without um, a, a unanimous jury, I guess you could say. Yeah. Again, I, I have I, I don't have a lot of evidence for anything, but based on especially what really clues me into Yoda being a, uh, a reformer, I guess in my case, is the way he acts in subsequent Star Wars things. Mm. The way he acts in Empire, the way he acts in Jedi, the way he acts in Rebels really is the thing that convinces me a lot. Yeah. And here's here's another thing. Who made the call for Ahsoka to be placed with Anakin in the first place? That was him. It's one of those things that seems a little too clean. And and there's also this other thing that that um happens. Uh. When Yoda's trying to uh, sneak out of the temple in the next season, remember when he's trying to follow the whispers of the Force? Yes. And he gets Anakin to break him out? Yes. He's like, hey, I know if I'm going to get anybody to break me out, it's going to be you, buddy. Again, that screams to me that Yoda has a bit of self-awareness, at least. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying any of this is gospel. Absolutely not. I just think that it's all very interesting. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I do find it funny that one of the reasons that Anakin is given Ahsoka is to learn more responsibility, but then when they're debating whether or not Anakin should search for Ahsoka, Mace Windu chastises Anakin for taking too much responsibility. Yeah. Classic Jedi hypocrisy right there. Also, hashtag Mace Windu not, don't be an asshole to Anakin every second of every day challenge. Yeah. Um, granted. Yeah. Granted, granted. Um, also, back in the streets, we get a legendary character in the world of Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. Did you notice it? Oh, um, the, uh, the, the Coruscant Underworld Police. The legendary cup. Of course. The legendary cup. cup one of the best characters legendary in Star cup. Wars Galaxy Heroes. If you do not know what we're talking about, uh, check out Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Um, it's a fun mobile game. 
uh, Coruscant Under, Pol Under World Police has often been referred to as the worst character in the game. It's made him sort of a cult legend in the game. Um, uh, and we talk about Coruscant Under World Police a lot. And it's and they're in the episodes, so, yeah. Um, by the way, when Ahsoka was on the train, did that remind you of uh, Cal at the beginning of Fallen Order? Um, no, I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't played all of, uh, all okay. of Fallen Order. What I have played of Ideal, I have played with you, so yeah, no, it's, I, it's I runaway... may not have seen all the scenes. Yeah, the beginning is Runaway Jedi on a train, and this is Runaway Jedi on a train. Mm, okay. Both are trying to hide from local authorities. Here's another thing I'll point out to you. Ahsoka never kills a clone in this entire arc. Yes. Even though they think she does, she... She never doesn't. kills an entire, any, any clone in this arc. So I'd point out to you that according to a certain Jedi Master, forget who at the moment, she uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Of course, it's Ahsoka. Yep, that's Ahsoka right there. Um, do you want to get to Asajj Ventress? Oh yeah, this is where I think it gets really, uh, really, really cool and, um, and interesting. You'll love to see it, Ventress coming back. Um, she it's interesting how she comes in as kind of a mercenary and she is very mercenary but then she still ends up being in many ways one of the most dependable people and she ends up actually volunteering to anakin information about barris she volunteers that information saying oh yeah barris even though that's in the next like and and, and that was really fun for me because you know i've always I've I've always been interested in Ventress um, as a character, um, and and how uh, I think obviously she's very very unfortunate, but I really I really think it's cool when we get to see her kind of take steps towards being a, a good a good person, and she the fact that she actually does something she helps Anakin who's like one of her biggest rivals when she was a Sith apprentice. Or Sith assassin, whatever. That she um, helps Ahsoka, frankly. Yeah, and she helps Ahsoka, and and she 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 even helps Anakin to do it in order to help, in order to help Ahsoka. Um, yeah. And I really liked, even though obviously it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a big, huge part of the story, um, because it's kind of done out of necessity. But I really liked the the Ventress Ahsoka connection that we got. I thought that the two characters, I thought they meshed well together. It was cool to kind of see them come full circle or kind of do a 180, you know, go from go from 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 enemies to a reluctant allies, um, yeah, to reluctant allies. Uh, Ahsoka and teaming up with Ventress of all people is an incredible twist, and I think it's a, I think it plays well, and I think it meshes well with Ventress's arc in the Clone Wars. It did feel like she kind of went through the, her whole thing in Massacre and in Bounty and all those things so that she could end up here. In the same way that Ahsoka went through Mortis and she went through Lola Sayu and she went through, you know, um, the younglings are so she could be here at this very moment. Um, this feels like sort of like the arc of all arcs sort of kind of thing. Yeah, Varys. Um, obviously... You hate you hate to see it. <laughs> since I'm since I'm saying you love to see it, you hate to see Ventress get trounced. 
by Barris, no less. Um, but um, I think it's a great scene. The duel between Ventress and Ahsoka is amazing with the fire and and just everything that goes on. Um, but once again, you know, it really just... Um, Ahsoka really just... <laughs> she really just can't catch a break. She's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and, and arguably that is kind of her fault because that is the path that she takes to try and go rogue to get done what she does but at the end of the day yeah that's that's unfortunate and it it is really unfortunate that the clones and the republic seem to really to really go in on the uh circumstantial evidence um like there was no evidence that ahsoka actually owned yeah the nanobots um the lightsaber duel with Ahsoka and Barris, I think, is a, is a, I forgot about the duel a lot, but um, it it really hits with me. It really it really does it well with me. I think. So when Ahsoka is taken back, notice she we go um like above those pipes um of the Coruscant um, skyline, and those military warships take her, her back to the Republic. Also notice that in Gone with the Trace, she's also going on over those pipes in one, like, rusty old speeder, but she's going the other way. Yeah. That's symbolism right there. Um, how, you know, the entire Republic is bringing her back to their, quote, more civilized area, not as an ally, but as an enemy. But then she walks away from it all in Gone with the Trace... Um, she, you know, takes her speeder and, uh, and, and goes off and does her thing. Um, it's just her. It's not any of the Republic behind her. It's just her. And she's going back to the place she never thought she went. She'd go pretty deep, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you got some trivia? Trivia. Yes, I do. Yes, indeed. So... The character who Ahsoka trades with for a cloak, voiced by Dave Filoni. Really? I did not know Secondly, that. Secondly, this is very interesting. On the sub-tram map, the subway map in the uh, in the tram, the Orbesh Ray has many, many inside, uh, inside jokes and references for the production team, including stops such as Lucasville, Filoniville, Skywalker Ranch, as well as numerous... Um, references to uh, los angeles place names actually for example uh there is one called sunset there's another called beverly boulevard in there good so, stuff uh, great touch good stuff lucasfilm good stuff nice job lucasfilm <laughs> yeah but, but that's all i got um you ready to uh you ready to go on to the the big finale well what do you think about this what do you think about, about the episode another another great episode um you know, really, really tragic for Ahsoka. Um, really kind of cranking the the desperation up. You know, as as the episode kind of lays out, like, hey, this is a desperate situation. Um, for for us to for us to see. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I really loved getting to see Ahsoka and and um, I was just shooting on Barris. Uh, seeing Ahsoka and Asajj kind of get to team up for once. Um. And it's another way that this arc, I think, even though this arc is really tragic, it's it's a kind of heartwarming to see all the different 
things that this arc does from the bit from the big obvious things to little details like the the specific gunship in the first episode um it's just cool to see all the different little things that this arc does to kind of hint at how it's drawing this um chapter of ahsoka's life to a close and i think even though it um even though it kind of ends tragically from the perspective of the time in a way i think it it really is this arc is really an awesome way to honor ahsoka and 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 who she was in the clone wars um and and how awesome she was as a character yeah Oh, I agree. This episode kills it. This episode does everything it should. Um, it develop, as you said, it develops Ahsoka great as a character. It develops the Jedi. We're great as characters as well. Um, should we get on to the wrong Jedi? Yes, the wrong Jedi. In the Do season it. finale of season five of Star Wars The Clone Wars, in the original ending of Star Wars The Clone Wars, before the uh, Netflix revivals and all of that good stuff, um, Ahsoka is taken back to the Republic, uh, imprisoned, uh, and then the Jedi and Tarkin talk about next actions. Tarkin suggests that they bar her from the Order in order to be tried in a military tribunal in the Senate. Um... The Jedi talk about this. They do a mock trial for her with, re with the real intent of proving her guilty and barring her from the Jedi Order, which they do. Anakin then brings in Padme to help with Ahsoka's legal defense. The trial goes on, but while it happens, Anakin confronts Asajj Ventress, who tells Anakin the truth about what happened. Anakin then goes to confront Barriss Offee, who's revealed to be the actual murderer. They have a climactic duel, and then she is brought into the trial just as a verdict is reached about Ahsoka. Um, then they put Barriss on trial, and Ahsoka is freed. She goes back to the Jedi Order, who's, who, who apologize for their mistake, and offer her a place back in the Jedi Order. To everyone's shock, Ahsoka refuses and walks away from it all. We fade to black with the dramatic violin music playing in the background, and that's how we end. Fortune Cookie is, never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. I mean, in a cosmic sense, in a big picture sense, yes, absolutely true. Especially for Ahsoka, you know, this is clearly a low moment for her. I think she had, would have rather the whole thing never happened. And yet she ends up becoming fulcrum and kind of saving the galaxy. So, I mean, yeah, don't, yeah. don't give up because I think it's easy in life, at least in my experience, in my short time on, on the earth. Um, I think it's really easy to lose sight of the bigger picture sometimes. Um, and to get caught up in the the negativity of of whatever whatever has beset you um but i think a lot of really hard things 
that, that I've, that I've gone through in my life or some of the more difficult things I look back on now. And I, and I think if I had really gotten what, what I thought was the best at the time, I wouldn't have ended up, I wouldn't have ended up encountering so much that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. So yeah, that, that resonates, that resonates with me. That resonates a lot with me. No, absolutely. Um, it's one of those things where Ahsoka is put in these all these impossible situations sort of thing. And um, I like to think of this as her walking away from the Order, actually. Uh, that's what I like to think about it as. I like to think about yeah. her walking away from the Order is never give up hope because she does not know what's out there for her. She doesn't know. But she's just going to have to wait and see. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and she just has to work through it, uh, mm. by herself yeah. and not with anybody. And she figures that out. Um, yeah. Um, do, do, let's get into the episode. Why don't we? Yes. Let's, let's get into it. Um, where do you want to uh, where do you want to start for this one? Because so they talk about could... expelling her from the order, um, and then they bring her into that that fake trial. Um, I do think this is a f- funny thing um, that Yoda says. Um, this matter clouded they are, as are many things in this time, which doesn't seem like an explanation as much as it seems like an excuse. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, things are clouded, uh, whatever, you know, like, screw you, and all that kind of stuff. Um, that is the one part where I'm willing to go against Yoda at this time, because that seems very dismissive and all that kind of stuff. Do you have anything from that trial? The mock trial? The the Jedi trial? Yeah, the Jedi um, trial. I mean, I think Anakin's absolutely right when he, he's he's mad. He says, this trial is just a formality. Like, yeah, yeah it, it totally, he's totally right. It was. He's honestly, he, he's honestly right. Um, crazy how the Clone Wars has got me uh, agreeing with Anakin so much. Um, when usually I, I, I feel disapproving of uh, of his approach to things um, as a character. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's definitely, you know, even even though Yoda says like we're not all in agreement, like it, it definitely feels like they've kind of gone with the narrative of, of the investigation. But once again, like the, like this is a really fast turnaround time for a, a trial, especially such a big decision to be handed down. Like, like compared to compared to real world trials, this is like what one day, two days, like it really can't be that, that far away in terms of time from the incident um, or from, especially from Ahsoka's implication. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of insane to me that, um, that they have such confidence um, without really having a, an official, more, more of an official uh, trial, I guess. Yeah, this whole fake trial, the, the formality trial or whatever we'll call it, is a really strange thing that they do. Um, it feels like it's supposed to mollify Anakin and Ahsoka, but it really just makes them more angry. Yeah. Um, which, of course it does. 
Also, did you notice that Mace Windu announces um, the decision? I didn't think much of it symbolically. Do you think it? Do you think it? It uh, represents. I think it's just like, of course more... he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course it's Mace Windu. Of know? course it's Mace Windu. Of course the it's one the who was always pissing off Anakin. Of course it's the one who's most biased against her. I wouldn't say he's biased against her. I mean, he's he, he not biased. He against seems like her, a. But like he's pretty fair, but he's definitely yeah. a bit of a grouch. Yeah, anyway. If anything, he has more beef with Anakin. Or Anakin yeah. has beef with him. Yeah. Uh, so, and like the the, so, the close-up shot of Ahsoka's eyes as she receives the decision is just this broken look. It's Oh, yeah. 100%. It's awful to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, it's really, it's just, it's just really sad. It's no, tragic, no way around honestly. It. No way around it. Um, and then, um, uh, and then Anakin goes into her cell and he's like, Padme has agreed to represent you before the Senate. And, and everybody's like, okay, but what's your real plan, Anakin? Yeah. Like, Padme's a senator. She's not, she's not a lawyer. Also, she's not, she's not when a is she litigator. had success in the Senate? Yeah, what? <laughs> like This is like, the problem with the Clone Wars yeah. constantly show, telling us that Padme's really good at her job and never yeah. actually ha- have her actually do anything. Yeah, it's mm, it's crazy. It's pretty it, crazy. Um It's like it's like okay, I will do everything I can to prove your innocence, Ahsoka. What can you do, Padme? Tell me what you can do. Is it more that you're going to do to um to stop the uh, the privacy invasion bill. I sure hope it is because that fell down like because uh, that, that yeah. failed uh, miserably. Uh, is it more than than you were gonna do for the uh, than you were gonna do to block the bill to fund um, five million more clone troopers and deregulate the banks? I really hope it is because that failed miserably on your account. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, you got anything else for, uh, Padme discussing, uh, their strategy with Ahsoka? Um, not, not really for the, for the strategy discussion. Um, clearly Padme's uh, doing her best, but yeah, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just not, not gonna be enough in this, in this, in, in this instance. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go with Anakin and Ventress next? Um, yeah, let's do. It. I I love I love the part with Anakin and Ventress. Um, obviously or, because sorry, I, think... I should say Darth Vader and Ventress. <laughs> I mean, Anakin obviously using some less than ethical tactics to get his way, but it really um it really feels like Ventress. To me, it felt like Ventress kind of turned a corner. Um, so did Anakin, the, actually, I think. Yeah, I, so did Anakin. And they went, the, it's like Anakin's, Ventress is going on the up escalator, in a way, and Anakin's Anakin, passing by on uh, the down, down escalator. escalator. And oh. they're they're kind of high-fiving, they're, they're reaching across, and they're high-fiving <laughs> my, my in the middle. My lord, Stormtrooper, my lord, Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper, my lord, Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper. Go fuck yourself. Go yourself. Go yourself. <laughs> God, love Robot Chicken. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those thrilling moments. It's... It's so chilling watching Anakin. Um, you know, throughout this, this um, obviously Anakin went the main to point. The of... Coruscant underworld. I thought that was Vader. 
Later. Like obviously, like one of the main points of the the um the the Clone Wars is to show Anakin's fall. Yeah. But it really becomes apparent, especially in this in this uh in this episode. Um yeah. Um and in this arc, he's just so he is so angry and and a lot of the time and yeah. you really can start to see kind of the despair and the great sadness within him. Um Ahsoka says something about um she what does she say? She says about uh about um in, in Rebels, Ahsoka says about Yoda. He carried a great sadness within him as if he knew before anyone else that one era was ending and another was beginning. But I think that's just as applicable to Anakin. Actually, that might even be about Anakin. I'm not sure. That could be about no, Anakin. That, that could be about Yoda. Yoda. That was Yoda. That's about Yoda. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that could be applicable to Anakin as well. And, yeah. and we see that here with him, you know, the way he he really gives into his his ferocity and his anger. Um and you're just like, wow, like, what is happening to this guy? You there's, know? A, there's a quote that I cannot forget. That when, when, when Anakin's force choking Ventress, he goes, tell me what happened. Yeah. And that, that to me sounded in the same vein as, love can't save you, Padme. Yeah. Only my new powers can. <laughs> it's this desperate anger. Yeah. It's 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 chilling is what it is. Absolutely. It's 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 part of that transition to Darth Vader that we get. Um should we get to the trial? Yeah, let's uh let's uh let's get to the trial. Um Yeah. It's shocking that Tarkin T- Tarkin seeks the death penalty like he yeah that is weird makes that clear also, and by the yet... way, did, did you notice who is behind Palpatine um behind him I did not yeah. royal guards those were the oh, red yeah. guards the first the first the first appearance right yeah those aren't wow. the blue senate guards those are the red guards I mean, you want to talk about foreshadowing? Oh yeah, right? but you man, want to talk? So you want to much. talk about symbolism? You want to talk about the game saying, "This is the end of an era. This is the beginning of the imperial." This is the game. God, you want to talk about the show saying, "This is the end of of one era, the beginning of another." I mean, what better way to do that than the royal guards, the the symbol of imperial power? You yeah. know, not not the most iconic but you know but yeah it's it's just the trial is so insanely biased that it's it's absolutely astonishing and i think at this point re-watching it i was like oh yeah no i don't blame ahsoka for running away i don't blame her at all for not cooperating with with the investigation with the law enforcement when this is what you're going up against when the literal chancellor of the republic is speaking in favor of your um in favor of your guilt that is so insanely biased yeah there there is there is that like, there's that part of it and and how tarkin acts so incredibly like just insensitive in the trial and everybody lets him get away with it yeah 
Like my like favorite part of that like whole thing. Not say. Yeah, my favorite part of that whole trial actually is members of the court, you are prosecuting the wrong Jedi. Yeah. No, it's like Tarkin I mean, it's slow claps Tarkin, Padme. Right? He slow claps Padme. It is the most respectful form of disrespect I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I think this is an instance where he can get away with a lot because everyone at this point, or a lot of people, are very prejudiced against the Jedi. Yeah. Um, which kind of, obviously, it, it will, even if they're trying to be unbiased, this will inform the uh, the results, the proceedings, you know, um, like it or not. Um, yeah. So I think you can get away with a lot. But man, this is one of those moments where you're just like, mm, Tarkin, I don't like you very much. Yeah. We just don't like him. This Tarkin guy is a, this Tarkin guy is a bit of a pain. That's yeah, it, it's yeah, it's awesome. crazy. Honestly, it's it's nuts. Um, and then there's that line, of course. My master is trying to find the true killer. Then maybe he should be looking at you. Yeah. That is that's got to be un, that's got to be unruly behavior. That's harassment from the prosecution to the accused. Um, yeah, come on. Speaking of all of the legal behavior that happens, um, this is an exciting announcement that Jake and I have announced. But um, this is not our last episode. Um, talking about the Sokus trial. Jacob and I will be uh, debuting an episode next week where we'll, we will be sitting down and talking with uh, the Star Wars movie trivia showdown champion of the world and also uh, professional lawyer himself, uh, Thomas Harper, to talk about the legal implications of this arc and how it would have been executed had it been a real world, real, had it been a real world trial. Um, and it's a, it's, it was a great conversation. We had an, an awesome time with him and, uh, you should check it out next week. It's gonna be awesome. By the way, did you notice that Palpatine was speculating um, about a separatist plan to rip the Republic apart? Hmm, ironic. Or as he would say, ironic. Yeah. Yes. Um, do we want to get into the big reveal of Barasafi? I think we gotta, because it's an amazing scene. It's it a is crazy so cold. reveal. It is so cold. The scene yeah. when Anakin just steps in the room, when, it, when she's like, oh, enter. And then <laughs> doors open. You just see Anakin's silhouette standing there. God, that is so cold. It is amazing. <laughs> I, cannot, I honestly can't get enough of that scene. Um, Matt, you want to you wanna lead us off? Should have gotten rid of them. I think they yeah. suit me. It's a shocking twist that makes so much sense. You know, when we were talking about Genos, it's with um, Alden Diaz at the beginning of this year. You know, we talked about Luminar's training methods of Barris, and we talked about how those could, you know, those f foment in her mind and start to, like, really get some gears turning into her head. I'm, I'm thinking about, like, you know, when she memorizes all 200 and something roots in the Genosian catacombs and just... Uh, just writes it off like it's nothing. I'm trying to think of what that... what that style of training could do to a Padawan. Especially a Padawan who's involved in a war. And it's these little seeds that are planted that Barris just kind of loses it. And it's... And I it, think she, at a certain point, I think, 
clearly part of part of her uh, her dismay and part of part of her resentment for the Jedi Order. What makes her do it is simply the fact that she's given so much of her life, and then she um, like she feels like she's given and she has she's given so much of her life to the Jedi Order, and so maybe she thinks to take that back to be able to to be able to kind of take that back or, or make up for it she has to do something really drastic now that she believes that the jedi are like evil yeah um by the way i do love that during their duel we see the younglings from the young art with Terrace Nube, and petro even gets a line yeah they didn't have to have them that there if they just did anyway i know it's great Although, why did the Padawans just stand there? They were... I don't know. They definitely just stood there. Yeah, why did Terrace Anube stand, just stand there? Like, we know that he can do his thing with a lightsaber. I mean, Anakin didn't need any help, but, like, you know. I also find it interesting that Anakin probably uses the dark side more in that duel than Barriss does. Yeah, no, it's... It is chilling, how Anakin taps into his rage. You know, the, you know. obviously there's the meme of uh, the only thing the Jedi believe in is violence, Anakin. Okay, let me ignite my second lightsaber. <laughs> but like, the, the, the ferocity with which Anakin goes at Barriss, especially at the end of the duel, it's scary, man. Like It's, it's frightening. And then there's yeah. like, you know, like, there's... Um... There's that there's that thing where Anakin pulls Barris and then slams her against that tree. Yeah. It's horrifying, is what it is. It's horrifying. Before we get to the actual result of the trial, what do you think do you think so Ahsoka was uh received her result by an overwhelming count, Palpatine says before he's interrupted. Yes. Do you think that was guilty or innocent? Oh, guilty hundred percent. Yeah. There's no way that the court would I think I think there's no way that the court I'm pretty convinced it was innocent. I still her. wanna know though. No, it, i I think it had to be guilty. I think there's no way that the court could in good conscience yeah. like no matter her character. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was guilty, good but con- I just wanted good to know conduct. Anyway. Yeah. Their previous good conduct. Like at a certain point, as a as a juror, like you'd have to use the evidence given to you. I want to bring up uh, one more line, then I'll pass it over to you, about this whole crazy episode. I got one line, and it's maybe Matt Lanter's best delivered line, I think, in the entire Clone Wars series. Barris Offie, member of the Jedi Order and traitor. Kills it. Kills it. When I think of this arc, my mind automatically goes to that ringing line in the courtroom. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great. It's awesome. Uh, any thoughts about any of this trial? It's. I would say it is sad, but it is predictable. Yeah. That's what I would say. I mean, Barris's monologue, like Barris's monologue, is perfect. A lot of what she says is right. I think that she's right about the Jedi. She's like, oh, one hundred percent. I wrote it down. The Jedi are the ones responsible for the war, 
that we've so lost our way, let me repeat that, lost our way, uh, that we've so lost our way that we have come villains in this conflict, that we are the ones who should, should be put on trial. All of us. Yeah. It's such an interesting turn of phrase. I love, the, I love the way it's structured here. The Jedi are the ones who should be put on trial. Um, really, the Republic are the ones who should be put on trial. Um, of course she doesn't know the greater circumstance, but I love this. It's great. This is the delivering of the thesis statement of the Clone Wars about the Jedi. Um, and then, of course, Barris gets convicted um, of murder. A whole lot of murder, actually. Um, uh, let's get to the line. My favorite line from this... Prob pro my, probably my favorite line from this entire um, arc. This was actually your great trial. Now we see that. Hmm. Right. Sure. I'm not sure about that one. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure it was. <laughs> sure, Mace Windu. Sure it was. I don't really think you can can accuse somebody of murder and then after their proof's innocent say, it was just a prank, bro. Yeah. I don't really think you can do that. And I don't know why Mace tried, frankly. Yeah, like, I think if he, I think they believe that, I think they really believe that, but I think that their kind of forced dogma clouds them to the way that they've really hurt Ahsoka and to the way that they need to just take responsibility in order to can make it right. Can you not see ever when you're wrong? That's yeah. my thing is, can they not ever see when they're wrong? Don't think the Jedi can. Yeah. And then, of course... Eight words. I'm sorry, Master, but I'm not coming back. Man. I mean, boom goes the dynamite. Boom <laughs> goes the dynamite. It is a humongous... It might be the craziest twist of the series. and But it feels so right, I gotta say. It's incredibly well done. It's incredibly built up, too. You know, there's a line, last Jedi line that I go back to, when when Luke is meditating with Rey, to say that the Jedi alone control the Force is vanity. Can you feel that? Yeah. Ahsoka's realizing that the Jedi are not the only option for doing yeah. good in the galaxy. She, she's not, she doesn't feel like she can live with the baggage anymore. Um... Yeah, and absolutely. It, it's one of those things where Ahsoka forging her own destiny will permanently change the universe. Yes, it will. She just, yeah, she and has I, such an impact. And I like to think of actually the um, this arc as the bridge between the first part of Ahsoka's character arc and the second part. How so? Because I mean, she has the Jedi Padawan part. She has the part where she learns to how to... She learns who she is, and this, and then the next part is how she learns to better employ who she is. Yeah, okay. In Rebels, in The Mandalorian, in The Siege of Mandalore, and all of that stuff. And it, the fun part is, I think that, of course, that second part hasn't even, like, really begun yet. Like, we've seen Rebels a little bit, we're seeing Mandalorian. She's getting her own show. You know, I wouldn't 
put it past more appearances in uh in uh um I wouldn't pass her for more appearances in The Mandalorian or any of the other uh TV shows, but like the 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 fact of the matter is her journey ends here, but in many ways it's just beginning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got anything more to say before we get to Anakin and Ahsoka's talk outside? No, I mean, I think Ahsoka honestly makes the right call here. I do too. I mean, like, obviously, 2020 hindsight, where where the story, where Ahsoka's story ends up. But it's honestly one of the most courageous things of all, that she trusts her own instincts over everything that she's ever known and been taught which is all and everyone she's ever known pretty much which is contained within the jedi order it's incredibly courageous of her absolutely yeah should we let's get on to the next line i understand more than yeah. you realize, I understand wanting to walk away from the order. I know. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It's one of those things that makes me think that Anakin would have told Ahsoka about his and Padme's relationship before Obi-Wan. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely... Yeah. Yeah, this is... I it, it's 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 one of those things like this arc in this specific moment this a moment in this episode is so incredibly powerful like remember the wrong Jedi won the best episode on our uh, bracket stream our first yeah Word bracket stream basically for this scene I mean. You know, and I also wrote down, you know, Ahsoka walking away from the Jedi Temple mirrors her walking away from the Sith Temple in Twilight of the Apprentice. Both times she walks down steps from Temple. Oh, uh, yeah, that idea. Wow. Uh, walking away from Anakin. Wow, I hadn't even considered that before. Yeah. That's, yep. yeah. That I adds more dimension that to this. Um,. <laughs> And 100%. don't even get me started on the music. God, the music. The music kills. It's absolutely haunting. The music slaps. And it's, it, it does exactly what it needs to do. The funny thing about this is, the music is, if I get can get a little music theory nerdy, is it a major key, which usually denotes happiness. Yeah. But it is the but most depressing theme ever. And it is the beauty of that the this feels so wrong but it feels so right yeah it, uh it's a it's just a landmark moment like it is a landmark moment it it is a crazy moment i'm it, there's no denying that absolutely um so what do you think of the arc and how would you rank them hmm i these are hard to rank because I think they are all incredible episodes in their own ways. But with that being said, number one, 
would have to be the wrong Jedi. For me, number two would be to catch a Jedi. Number three would be the Jedi who knew too much. And number four would be sabotage. But they're all so close. Yeah, mine, they're all would, so close, mine but... would be the same as yours, honestly. I think the wrong Jedi is the best of all four of them. It's a This may be the... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, this may be the first time ever that we uh, completely agree on our, our rankings yeah. for a group of episodes. It, wow. It, 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 takes the, it, it takes the literal most heart-pounding episode of the arc to do that. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it's, it's one of those, yeah, it, it, not enough can be completely said about this arc to talk about completely, but it is one of the most game-changing arcs in the entire Clone Wars. You know, from the beginning, I know people were talking about what, how, how is Ahsoka going to survive Order 66? How is, what was Ahsoka's fate going to be? And this may be one of the most beautiful fates. As weird as that sounds, it may be one of the most beautiful fates that Ahsoka could have received. Um, and it was, again, it was so... It was so well executed, and it was so just beautiful that it, it makes it, it makes it makes the arc just worth it. Hundred yeah, um, percent. Yeah. Uh, should we get on to everybody's favorite part of Star Wars in the Galaxy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So much to appreciate in these episodes. I'm, Absolutely. Even just thinking about them now, I feel like, wow. Yeah. I'm. I'm kind of. Kind of speechless <laughs> oh 100 percent. everybody's favorite start of star wars in a galaxy everybody's favorite part of star wars in a galaxy what you brought me today is worth one quarter portion that's right we got one quarter portion today we have star wars it's a long story the segment where we badly explain star wars to each other uh you want to go first you want me to go first your job is always guess the Star Wars story, guess the episode, whatever it may be. A bunch of wizards narrowly avoid crashing into the sun, then defend a bunch of Scottish lemurs from a pyromaniac. That would be um, Jedi Crash and Defenders of Peace. Yes. The Scottish lemurs thing was the giveaway, but yeah. Okay, are you ready for mine? Yes. A guy falls into a hole, gets out of the hole, and then becomes a gangster. Falls into a hole, gets out of a hole, and becomes a gangster. Oh, gosh. Maul. Uh, wait, which, which, oh. Um, revival. Maul? Revival? No. No. Mm. Feel like it, it's it's it, I feel like it might be referencing ball, but I'm not sure. I could be I could be totally off. Mm. Falls into a hole, gets out of a hole. So is it solo? No, it's not solo. It's not solo. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. What is it? I think I've I think I've struck out. That hasn't even come out yet. What? No. Oh. 
Okay. Well played. Well played. The Book of Boba Fett <laughs> coming to Disney Plus December 29th, 2021. This is the final episode to be recorded before the release of The Book of Boba Fett. He falls into a hole, Sarlacc Pit, gets out of the hole, yeah. Sarlacc Pit, becomes a gangster. That, I mean, that's fair. I could also have described it as um, the, uh, the, the rescue, because that has actually aired with the, the stinger afterwards. Um, anyway, that's going to be it for this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can... Uh, Check us out at In a Galaxy Pod on Twitter, at Star Wars In a Galaxy on Instagram. You can listen to us Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your, your podcasts, we'll be there. Uh, if we're not, of course, contact us. You can do that by emailing us at swinagalaxy at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a five star rating and review on Anchor, on uh, Apple, and now Spotify does it too. Leave us, uh, leave us a rating on Spotify. Um, and uh, next episode, we are going to be talking with uh, Thomas Harper, as we mentioned earlier, about the legal implications of Ahsoka Tano's trial. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a great time. We had so much fun recording it. Um, it was a pre-recorded episode that we did a few months ago. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>